Tobias, thanks very much for, for joining us today. Just in terms of Garber, obviously there's been a, a lot of activity in the logistics sector. Um, how do you see the, the current outlook? Well, the current outlook, of course, is uh, impacted by the COVID-19 situation. In the very beginning, everyone was in shock and awe, and up to now, nobody knows how will uh, it all develop in the future. But um, most of the market uh, participants uh, agree, and we, we agree as well, that uh, the logistics sector, especially in for Germany, we see it as a, one of the most resilient sectors. When we are looking at our portfolio and our tenants uh, up to now, um, it's, it's supported by, by what we're saying right now. Uh, because everything about rent deferrals, for example, well, it, develop uh, not as dark and gloomy as, as someone might have pictured it at the beginning of the of the crisis. Can't tell for sure what's happening uh, in the next uh, month because all um, when you when you see about the uh, for example the automotive sector or other industry sectors which are facing uh, very uh, well uh, difficulties they've never um, experienced before then um, it is still possible uh, that in the next few months, at the next, uh, by the end of the year or by, by the end of the next year, many bankruptcies will happen. Equity situation within the companies uh, is bad, so they're going out of business. And this will impact, uh, of course, the logistics uh, real estate sector uh, as well. But up to now, um, when you're looking at uh, most of the, for example, sentiment indicators, logistics, didn't face such a huge impact or drop on the sentiment uh, like other uh, real estate sector, for example, retail uh, have experienced. So up to now, we are quite um, optimistic for the next year. And you mentioned there some of the short-term challenges, um, Tobias. Obviously, you mentioned there the health crisis, but do you see also politics beginning to potentially influence trade and supply chain short-term? I think what everyone saw during the uh, crisis that um, the supply chains were not as resilient as uh, many thought they would uh, have been. So um, even in, in politics, uh, they are uh, beginning to rethink some strategies about uh, globalization or relocation, reshoring. And they see hmm, it may be strategically important that some um, um, business sectors is uh, thriving on its own in every country. Uh, so there's many thoughts and talks about uh, reshoring or nearshoring. And I think uh, that will impact uh, uh, the strategies for the next month and years. You mentioned the longer term trends there, Tobias. Um, how do you see those influencing the market, particularly in Europe? And I'm thinking there about um, increased e-commerce and the potential for, I suppose, more nearshoring near in, in Europe? As many companies saw um, during the crisis, there was a lack of uh, supply for production, for example. There was uh, um, the, the borders were cut off, so many uh, goods, in, uh, especially food or beverages, uh, weren't able to cross the border. So. Uh, many saw, okay, we may need to have a larger stock available uh, next to our production facility or especially for the purpose of uh, the supply of, of all the people uh, living here or uh, everywhere. So um, I think um, in terms of uh, stock, uh, 
the strategy in the last decades were the less stock you have, also not, not logistics space, but a warehouse space, uh, the better, just in time, just in sequence production, just as uh, some buzzwords here. And now they are rethinking the strategy. Maybe they, they think, oh, maybe it's better if we have some stock available in, in, uh, in terms of uh, when we face uh, such a crisis again, especially regarding strategically important uh, goods, for example, med medicine or pharmaceutical chemicals, which are most of the time produced in Asia right now. When they can't reach uh, us, uh, we have a problem. So. Uh, reshoring is is somewhat important, and then there are, there are many um, voices that say, "Okay, that sounds um, reasonable, but keep in mind those industries and those uh, supplies they move to Asia for a reason because of the high labor costs here in, in, in Europe. So if we are thinking about uh, reshoring, it could also mean nearshoring. So take up will increase." more in the on the longer uh, term than in the short and medium term because everything has to adapt and adapting takes time but many say okay the eastern part of europe could profit or the southern part could profit and those countries with high labor costs um, uh, won't be uh, part in such a huge huge way uh, uh, for the increase of take-up well i i, I think um, Everyone has right or is right here. Uh, so uh, the take-up will increase everywhere because e-commerce, for example, had a huge uh, surge. There was a new study uh, published with a uh, outlook um, for 2020, with, which uh, was increased by around 17 percent, I think, with a gigantic turnover um, from uh, I think 717 billion euros for Europe. So. Um, we can see that uh, e-commerce is a huge driver in the last years already, but was, was pushed even farther this year. And I think we, we can see what, what's happening from it um, with it in the next few years. Because, for example, in Germany, uh, e-food wasn't uh, a big thing. <laughs> and it still isn't a big thing, but some saw in the crisis, well, it's convenient uh, and I have, have not uh, to go out. Uh, well, I, I can think I will use it in the future. On the other hand, uh, the structures are not available right now, especially in Germany. So um, when the industry is able to, uh, to build up those structures, then I could imagine that eFood will have a bigger uh, um, share of the turnover than uh, the market than in the last years. Great. Very interesting to see how that e-commerce side um, particularly develops. And, and I think that that in terms of food retail in Germany is going to be really interesting to follow. Thanks very much, Tobias.